You guys can go ahead and be seated. Uh, we've got a powerful uh, time for us in God's word here in just a moment. As I shared, we are in a series on recharging in the promises of God. I love summertime because for so many, summertime is a natural time of recharging. We go to the pool, uh, we go on vacation, you go to the beach, you go see family, just different things that replenish and restore our bodies and our minds. But how many of you know that we need spiritual renewal as well? We need spiritual recharging as well. And one of the things that I've found over and over and over again is that when we go to God's promises, we find the recharging that we need in our spirits. We find a just, oh, I'm recharged. Just like you plug your phone into the charger and it, full power comes back. It's like I'm recharged. And all this month, we're going to be focusing in on the promises of God, focusing in on looking at them, remembering them and being recharged in God's promises. Today, we have a special speaker with us, Sandy Hennup, who's the executive director of Unbound North Texas Antioch's anti-trafficking ministry. She's going to share. It's going to be a powerful word. But before we go to God's word, I want to encourage you to take time to meet someone around you. Tell them you're glad you're here. Church is not a spectator sport. It's not a movie where you come and observe, but it's a people. It's a spiritual family. And we want to connect with one another, get to know one another, build relationships with one another. So in just a moment, if you'd stand up, introduce yourself to someone new. And here's the question just for conversation. What is your favorite way to recharge in the summer? Favorite way to recharge in the summer? One, two, three, stand up, meet somebody new. How do you recharge in the summer? All right, if you will, bring your conversations to a close. Take a seat. Well, this is awesome. Sandy, why don't you come on up? Uh, Yes, give Sandy a round of applause, please. Oh, you guys can do better than that. Give Sandy a round of applause, please. Sandy has served the Lord uh, for a number of years, serving with vulnerable people, uh, people in need, people uh, just that most people would, would forget about. She's focused on them. God's had her focus on them here in the States, overseas, and now through Unbound. And when we talk about being people, being oaks of righteousness who display God's splendor, who restore, rebuild, and renew broken places, Unbound is one of the ways that we do that. So I'm so honored to have Sandy come and share with us, share from God's word to us. Sandy, you are amongst extended family, so feel free to make yourself comfortable. Take off your shoes if you like. Just at home, our hearts are open to you and open to what God wants to speak through you. Can I pray for you? And then you can get started. Jesus, thank you for Sandy. Thank you for her heart 
uh, to know you and to love you and to love people. Lord, and I pray out of the things you've done in her life and from your word that you would speak to us today through her words, Lord. Would you fill her with the Holy Spirit? And would you speak through her, God? Would you speak your promises to us? In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right. Wow, it's good to be with you guys this morning. Uh, Zach, thank you for the honor of inviting me to be with you. Um, as Zach said, my name is Sandy, and I'm currently uh, the director of Unbound. Uh, really grateful for Antioch Dallas and the way you guys have just jumped in with us in this ministry. Uh, we'll talk about Unbound a bit more uh, as we get going in the message, but you know, I think, and I already feel so filled up just being with y'all this morning. Uh, from the worship to the word from Marshall, it it feels like we, we planned this whole morning together. You know, like I'm thinking about what I'm sharing and I'm like, the worship could not have been more spot on. Your word, Marshall, could not have been more spot on where I'm like, okay, God, what are you doing? You know, I really feel like there's a message for us this morning. And so I, um, yeah, just invite you guys here in the room, those online, just to really, um, I just want us to pause and just, let everything outside just be quiet, you know, so we can be fully here and just hear what God says. Um, yes, yeah, so as Zach said, this is the second uh, message in the season, being recharged in God's promises. And so today we're going to be talking about God providing a promise of completion in a season and process. So I'm going to say that again, God providing a promise of completion in a season and process. And we're gonna be looking at Philippians 1.6 where it says, I am confident that God who's begun a good work in you will see it through to completion. I wanna read that one more time. I am confident, Antioch Dallas, that God who's begun a good work in you will see it through to completion. So um, I'll just say this message as I was preparing feels very close to my heart because it, um, you know, what I felt like was the invitation of God was how do we live in that in-between space, right? How do we live in that place between we know God's promises and yet we're living in that in-between. We're living in the not yet, right? We're contending for what we haven't seen um, and how do we do that and how do we do that well? And so um, my hope is just to share with you some of my journey and what God's kind of taught me along the way in that space. But really my hope is that it resonates with you, uh, that it connects with something in your story of, of where God's invited you to continue to show up, to continue to contend. You know, I was really struck, Marshall, by your word of where do we need to wake up again? You know, where have, and I'll share with you guys, but like even this week in preparation, where have I gotten disappointed with God and I'm hesitant to trust him the way I did in my early 20s, right? Where, where have I not seen God and I've grown bitter and, and where do I need to wake up again? And so um, anyway, that word felt very spot on of God, wake us up because I don't want to miss and I don't want you to miss what God has for you. Um, I want us to be a people that fully apprehend the promises of God and so we're just going to journey in that place together this morning. So again, as I was praying about, okay, God, how do we live in that in-between space, right? Between 
his promises and fulfillment, uh, the three anchors that I felt like he kept highlighting was we have to know his character, we have to be a people that persevere, and we have to be a people of surrender, okay? And um, again, I'm gonna share with you a lot of like the clunky in my own journey of like trying to apprehend those things and it not always being easy. You know, it's, um, yeah, I don't know about you, but I feel like over the, the years, there's been significant promises I've read in the word or I've felt from God, you know, through prophetic words or whatnot of these huge deals that God's gonna do, right? But it feels like the older and older I get, the gap gets bigger between the promise and fulfillment, right? And so um, so the first place I wanna start with the invitation for us to know his character. And, um, you know, I love this scripture out of 1 Thessalonians where it says, the one who called you is faithful and he will do it. Okay, I wanna read that again. The one who calls you is faithful and he will do it. And I think that's, again, it's such an anchor for our hearts in knowing, okay, so he calls us as faithful, he will do it. So we have to know who is the one that calls us. Right, what is his character? Because it's gonna get tested, okay? There's so much that happens between that promise and fulfillment that gets tested and we have to know his character. Um, So I'm gonna bring you guys into my story a bit. So as I shared, I'm with Unbound now, but um, the last eight years I've been overseas. uh, So I've been working with Antioch, um, serving our teams on the field, doing team development and member care. And so the first four years I was in India, the last four years I've been in Malaysia. Um, But my first year in uh, India, it was, I think I was probably there maybe five, six months. And I went down to Sri Lanka for a friend's wedding. And I was like, okay, I've got time off. I'm gonna take a little personal retreat. So it's Christmas, again, my first holidays overseas. And I decided to do a personal retreat alone on this uh, very budget hotel in the middle of Sri Lanka. And, and I'm an introvert, so I was like, this is gonna be great. It's just time alone and space. And I get there and I'm just like, this is awful. Like who does a personal retreat alone on a holiday? And like all of the struggles from those first five months in India just hit me like a flood. And you know, I found myself at this place with God of questioning his character, questioning like, why am I even in India? What am I doing with my life? Like it all kind of hit the fan. And, um, and so one morning I'm just walking along the beach and I'm like, okay, I've got to go back to India in a few days and I'm committed for the next however many years. And um, like, God, I've got to have something to stand on. And um, so, so I don't know about y'all, but God speaks to me a lot, like through nature and through just, I, I need a lot of tangibles, right, for me to hear God. And um, so I'm walking along the beach and I see this rainbow in the sky and, um, and I'm instantly reminded of Noah, right, and God's promise with the rainbow. And so I was like, oh, that's so beautiful. God, thank you for the rainbow. And uh, and I keep walking, <clears throat> and no joke, I see a double rainbow. And I'm like, okay, I probably should start paying attention. And so I'm like, God, what are you saying? And turn back around, and I'm walking 
<clears throat> back along the beach, and I see rainbow everything. Rainbow umbrellas, rainbow. I mean, it was just like these everywhere I looked, right? And I felt like God said, Sandy, I want to take you into a season <clears throat> where my promises are more true for you than what you experience. And I was like, oh, that sounds like an encouragement, but it also sounds like a little corrective, you know, like, oh, because really thinking back on my first five months in India and really a lot of my journey with the Lord, I feel close to the Lord when I see him, right? When God answers prayers, when he shows up, then I'm like, yes, God, you're true. Yes, God, you're real. But in that space where <clears throat> it's the in-between and I don't see him and I don't see fulfillment and I see, I see the poor not getting freedom and deliverance, my faith wavers and it's this ebb and flow, right? And so I felt like God said, I wanna put your feet on firm foundation and I want my word to be more true than what you experience. And so that's really taken me on a journey, honestly, probably the last eight years of, okay, my reality is very real and God is with me in that and that can't dictate what is my truth, right? My truth is what he says. My truth is his word and it can't just be based on my experience or I'm gonna be all over the place, right? And so, so I went back to India and again, um, I felt like God said, hey, my grace is sufficient for you. My power, Sandy, is made perfect in weakness. And, um, and again, just thinking back on those years in India, you know, I daily, I would see, I would see the poor on the street and poverty like I've never seen. Um, and I have these promises of God of he brings justice and he makes things right but yet I'm not seeing it. And so how do I keep contending? And how do I stand on the fact that he who promises is faithful, he will do it, right? I'm, uh, I'm doing team training. So I live in India, but about a week of every month, I'm traveling somewhere else uh, to visit one of our Antioch teams. And honestly, it felt like this high pressure of they may not see another outsider, if you will, for years and I'm coming in for this week, hopefully to bring encouragement in the word, and I just constantly battled this place of, of insufficiency, of I love these workers, God, how am I gonna, you know, like you're, you get me, sorry, like this is, you know, like I'm your visitor for the next year, and, um, and I felt like God said, hey, my grace is sufficient, and every time I saw God show up, every time, you know, I'd step into conflicts that I'd have to mediate that would be way beyond anything I'd ever seen or dealt with, and God would give wisdom in that moment, but it took stepping into the uncomfortable. It took stepping into that place where I didn't feel, where I felt outside of my comfort zone, where I felt outside of my competence, and every time, you guys, I saw God show up, <clears throat> and I just, um, you know, I think I think in that, I was building a story of God's faithfulness. And I just think, you know, we've got the word to stand on, but we also have our story of his faithfulness in our lives. And I think so often God brings me back to that of, Sandy, remember my faithfulness. Remember, remember when I showed up. Remember, it never looks like you expect, but remember. And I, and I feel like the more and more we walk with the Lord, we've got to encourage ourselves in the Lord. 
right? Like when I was overseas, there weren't all these great teachings and services to go. Like there weren't ways to fill myself in the Lord. So I had to remind myself of his faithfulness, <clears throat> to remind myself of how I had seen him because if not, I would get discouraged and I would want to throw in the towel. And um, there's too much at stake for us to do that. There's too much at stake for you guys to do that. Um, yeah, so, so I just want to pause real quick and just, um, you know, as we're sharing, wherever you're at, what are those pieces of God's, ask, God's character that he's just in your mind inviting you, hey, remember, remember I'm faithful, remember I'm your provider, remember I'm a good father, remember I draw near, Remember, I see you. You know, what are those pieces of his character that he's inviting you into today? So I'm just gonna pause a second and then we'll keep going. All right. <clears throat> so second, so again, we're living in this in-between place, right, of God's promises and the not yet. And uh, the second piece I wanna challenge you with is um, what is it like for us to persevere? What does it look like for us to be people that endure? And as I was praying for our time together this week, I feel like God kept taking me back to this scripture and I, I wanna offer it as an exhortation to you, Antioch Dallas. Um, so it's out of Hebrews 10. And it says, therefore, do not throw away your confidence, which has a great reward, for you have need of endurance, so that when you have done the will of God, you may receive what is promised. For yet a little while, and the coming one will come, and he will not delay, but my righteous one shall live by faith. And if he shrinks back, my soul has no pleasure in him. But you are not of those who shrink back and are destroyed, but you are of those that have faith and preserve their souls. And as I was praying for you guys, just as a people, I just felt like God said, Antioch Dallas, you guys are those um, that do not shrink back. You don't shrink back. Like, I don't know what grit is here, but there's grit here that you guys are people that don't shrink back. You're people that endure and are gonna see the fulfillment of God's promises. And so I just want to like let that weight sit of you don't shrink back. Like you fight and you keep fighting and you keep showing up. And so let that encourage you. You know, as we continue to talk, let that encourage you that, um, yeah, I really feel like that's a mark on, on who you guys are. Um, so another story again, um, <clears throat> I'm like, I love the idea of perseverance and it's hard and it's painful and you wanna quit, right? Um, so I'm just gonna let you into my journey a bit more. Um, so I was, um, so I went through Antioch's discipleship school and um, before I moved to Central Asia, which I'll share with you guys a bit about that story, um, I found myself in Germany and I was just out for a run one morning and I was getting tired, and I felt like God said, persevere. You just need to persevere. And I was like, I don't want to persevere. I just want to be done. And, but I was like, I'm just going to okay, keep running. And so I kept running, and I kept feeling like God said, just persevere. I need you to persevere. 
and, and I come across this little German church, and I felt like God said, if you persevere, you will see my church established. And I was like, oh, okay, okay, this is, this is 2004, okay, 2004. I felt like God said, keep running. So I kept running, and I go up this, kind of this mountain, and I see this castle. Uh, again, Germany, it's just a great place to hear the Lord in the natural. And so I see this castle, and I felt like God said, Sandy, if you will persevere, you will see my church established, and you will see my kingdom come. And I was like, ha, ah, you know, like this is like one of those life words, right, that you hold on to. And that was 16 years ago. And you guys, that word has been tested time and time again. But I keep going back to, God, I want to see your church established. God, I need to see your kingdom come. And I want to partner with you in that place. And so, you know, the first piece, thinking about seeing his church established. So when I was a sophomore in college, um, felt like God gave me a heart for Central Asia. And it was about a five-year journey from when I felt called to go to when um, I was able to go. And so many promises stirred of God bringing revival and, you know, I mean, salvation breaking forth and just all these powerful words, right? So five years, I'm like, I'm going to see the church established. And, you know, I'm like, just get me there. And so I get there and I'm in this little village in Northern Central Asia with all these words, years stored up, right? Of seeing God's church established. And it was tested on every front. You know, like these people I felt called to, I realized it wasn't natural to live there. And I thought I was made for the nations. And yet three months in and I'm like, I can't speak the language. I don't know how to love the people. Like, everything felt clunky. And, um, you know, as a team, we would meet every day, and we would pray, and we felt like God highlighted these six families. And so we said, okay, for the next however many years, as a team, we're going to invest in six families in this village. And, again, it was so non-glorious. Like, I drank so much tea. I practiced so much broken language. I mean, it was like... What about your church being established? You said, God, your church will be established. I mean, the word says his church will be established and the gates of hell cannot stop it, right? And yet we're sowing and we're sowing and we're sowing and it's dry and people don't want us there. And those that we trusted stole from us. I mean, it was like, okay, if this is perseverance, I don't know if this is what I want, you know? And, um, and so anyway, I was there about three years, um, and came back, uh, back to Fort Worth, and in the next few years, so at that point, the team had been there 10 years, and they saw the first person that we had been investing in come to the Lord. 10 years, okay, of a lot of tea, a lot of stories, a lot of cultural mistakes. I mean, and we see, and we see one, uh, but we got to see the first fruit of God's church being established in this little village in Central Asia, and I'm like, what if we hadn't persevered? Well, if we hadn't persevered, God still would have shown up. So that's not at stake, right? But what is at stake is our, our getting to be a piece of that. You know, and I think that's why this feels like such a weighty deal to me is I want us to be a people that persevere, not because God's dependent on that, but because what, what we're invited into, we don't want to miss 
Like we do not want to miss being a part of God's kingdom coming. And it's really costly. Um, it's really costly. So, okay, so the last piece um, on this is, um, again, God's promise for his kingdom to come. Okay, so I'm like, okay, I'm gonna persevere to see his kingdom come. And for me, when I think of God's kingdom coming, I think of God's justice coming. And, you know, a part of that is really what's driven me to work with Unbound of really seeing God's justice come to those that have been trafficked. And, um, and I'm so confident we're gonna see his justice come. And we're in the in-between where we see people take one step forward and three steps back. You know, I've sat with women and um, we've had a whole path lined out for their freedom and I watched them walk back to their trafficker. Um, Y'all had this story a few weeks back where a woman left and I was like, we can help you get forward. We can help you move to that place of restoration. And she decided to go back. And then the next day her trafficker called me and he said, hey, thanks for helping her uh, get out of jail yesterday. And I was like, you know, like, where is God's justice in that, right? And yet God says, I will break the chains of the oppressor and I will bring forth justice. So that's my truth. That is the truth. And so we keep showing up every day. You know, I work with Brad. Y'all know Brad. And Brad keeps knocking on doors and raising donations because he's like, we will see the justice of God come. And he's committed to that. And it's costly. It's so costly. And yet, I don't know about y'all, but I, I didn't sign up for it to be easy, Right? I didn't sign up for it to be easy. I signed up to find Jesus and to be part of what he's doing in the earth. And that, it's costing me everything. And yet, to find him, you know, that invitation to him, you guys, that, that place of knowing him, it's, it's worth it all. It's worth the disappointment. It's worth the discouragement. It's worth all of the setbacks because we get him and we get to be part of what he's doing. So again, just going to pause and um, just ask that God would speak to you guys. What are those places where you need to re-up, where um, he's saying, hey, push a little harder? Again, not in your flesh, right? Like we persevere because we see him. So he's the driver. But where are the places where he's calling you to endure, where he's calling you to keep showing up? You know, you could be a young mom that has had all these amazing words for her kids changing the nations, and yet you're like, I just need them to like go to bed on time, you know, like you're contending, you're contending. It could be a place of employment where you're like, God, I just need breakthrough. Could be in relationships. I mean, anywhere across the board, where is God saying, hey, just keep showing up. Just keep showing up and I'm gonna be faithful. Just keep showing up. So I'm gonna pause and let you guys think for a second. And then we'll move on to our last point. All right, y'all good? Hanging with me? All right. Okay, so this last one um, is definitely the hardest, I think. And um, just so y'all know it before I, so I appreciate Zach saying hey, it's family because I'm like, all right, we're just gonna lay it all on the line and y'all are gonna get the raw and the vulnerable because that's, um, you guys are real. You're an authentic people. And so I feel safe to 
let you into my journey that's still in process. Um, so the scripture in this is just to be still and know that I'm God. And I, you know, I was thinking about um, the anchors. What felt really clear was, okay, know his character, persevere. But then I felt like God said, um, and where do we need to surrender where God fulfills things different than how we prayed for or what we believed for? Um, and so this is the one that's really tender. And I was like, I do not want to share this, God, because I'm still in process. And, um, but my hope in offering it to you um, while I'm still in process is that um, it'll minister to you and um, offer grace wherever you're at. And so um, so um, earlier this year, so uh, actually my first day at Unbound, uh, my dad was diagnosed with cancer. And I was like, you've got to be kidding me. I've been overseas for eight years. I come back and I decide to take a job in America with a season of being here with my family, right? And my dad's diagnosed with cancer. And this set my family on a journey the next three months of um, really what was by far the most traumatic thing I've ever walked through, or my family's ever walked through. And from radiation to chemo to everything under the sun, you know, we, we prayed and contended and fasted. And for me, the, the promise of completion was God, God heal him, you know? And, and it was so hard because I'd seen God heal and I know God can heal, right? And so time and time again, we're asking God, bring your healing. And, um, and the Lord chose to take him home. And, you know, it, I, and I'm, so I, I'm, I feel like I'm still wrestling with the Lord, you guys, in that place of like, I was very close with my dad. I mean, it was a, and he had so many years left, right? And so it, like, I still feel this sense of shock of like, wait, how did that happen? You know, like, I know my God's faithful. I know my God can break through. And yet, in what feels like it's mattered more to me than anything else, it felt like God didn't show up. And I'm like, I gave my life for you. You know what I mean? Like, we've had some hard conversations, you know? Like, all I'm asking is that you'll heal my dad, and yet, and yet, right? And, um, and so I feel like, you know, I was, I was praying with a friend during that time, and, and she said, Sandy, what if God's mercy for your dad looks different than what feels like mercy to you? And I was like, that is so not God. Give me another word. Like, I don't, you know, like, no. His mercy means healing. Like, I, you know, and I feel like God keeps taking me back to that of God's mercy um, was relieving my dad from suffering and taking him to be with him. Um, and yet, I'm still wrestling with the impact of that, you know, and I'm still, you know, I feel like my faith is still, um, I feel more reserved than I have ever felt with the Lord. You know, where before I'd be like, God can do it and God's faithful. I feel like there's this like apprehension to fully believe again because of that. And so I'm, I'm in that journey with the Lord. Just so you guys know of, okay, God, I want to keep showing up. I want to keep believing. Um, and I want to surrender knowing that you will always be faithful, but it doesn't always look what I think it's gonna look like. And it doesn't always, you know, y'all know what I mean, right? 
So, um, yeah, so I think that's, that's what I want to offer to you guys this morning is um, we're going to take a, a few minutes, in a few minutes we're going to take a response time, but just really what, where are you in that in-between space, right? Where are you in that place between you've got the, these great promises of God and you're living in the not yet, and where is he saying, hey, know my character? Where is he saying, persevere? And where is he saying, surrender? And even, you know, while we were worshiping, um, I just really felt the encouragement of the Lord for you guys of, um, are there any places that God just needs to reframe the experience for you? You know, where you have walked through something and it's left you jaded of, hey, God didn't show up. God wasn't there. And I feel like even for this morning, there's places where God can reframe those memories and, and show us his perspective where we can't see it. And so, um, yeah, so we're gonna move into a time of response and I'm just gonna put three questions out there for you guys, for all of us. Um, I'm with you in this. Um, and we just ask, you know, where... Where Again, where are you needing to see God's character? Where is he inviting you into that place? Where is he asking you to persevere? Where is he saying, hey, endure a little longer? Keep showing up. And where is he saying surrender? Where is he saying be still and know that I am God? And so, you know, um, I'm just gonna invite the, the prayer and the prophetic team up, but I would just encourage you guys, you know, if any of those did hit, just hit home to you, don't lose this opportunity. Again, you are not a people that shrink back. So don't lose this opportunity to have somebody stand with you in these places because it's not easy, right? Like, if it was easy, then we wouldn't need the Lord, which is, you know, I mean, but y'all know what I mean. Like, it's, it's costly, but that's why this team is here. That's why you've got this church family of, you don't have to do this alone. You don't have to show up again alone. You've got people that are gonna contend with you. So I would encourage you, come forth, let people contend with you um, as the Lord leads. Amen.